All right, welcome to it. This is uh, Chewing the Fat with yours truly, Jeff Fisher. Thank you so much for uh, coming along for the drive today. Uh, I just wanted to uh, say welcome to a Fat Pile Friday, uh, by the way. Man, it seems like it's been a, such a long week. I just want you to kind of, you know, take it easy this weekend and relax. And, of course, if you're listening or watching uh, Blaze Television or Blaze Radio, uh, we're going to be airing a uh, Doc Thompson uh, special uh, throughout the weekend just to uh, do a little remembering of uh, the enjoyment that Doc gave us all and then uh, give you an opportunity, if you can, out of the goodness of your heart, donate to the uh, uh, GoFundMe page for his family. And Mercury One has already set up uh, some trust funds as well uh, that you could donate to. But if all you can do is say prayers, bless your heart. Do that too. Uh, I still wait. Uh, I said on the air this morning uh, when I was filling in for Pat on Pat Unleashed, uh, I keep waiting. I still, I know it's foolish. I know it is. But I keep waiting for him to just walk in and say, you idiot. <laughs> you didn't really think that I would that would happen, did you? And actually, it did. So sad. So as long as it's Fat Pile Friday, we might as well start out with what is going on? Something is happening. I mean, what's going on? An Oklahoma courthouse forced to close on Monday in bizarre circumstances after a lawyer arrived at the building with bugs crawling all over him. Uh, An individual in the courtroom noticed that the bugs falling out of the attorney's clothes and on his person during legal proceedings. Okay. You're telling me he didn't know that? Wow. Um, He placed his jacket over some file folders, and when his jacket was moved, bed bugs were discovered there. I mean, that is just amazing. Now, the lawyer didn't seem to be phased by the fact that he had caused the closure. I don't even think he really cared, said one of the one of the guards. Uh, the courthouse advised anyone who thought uh, they could have been exposed to treat themselves. <laughs> I mean, I know that they're, they don't transmit any diseases. Uh, they're just, you know, you just, they, I don't like them, but you still get bed bug bites and stuff if there's too many of them. And I had a, I had a guy, uh, uh, and people can be allergic to them. It's not fun. But they, I mean, hotels and movie theaters have been shut down. I had one bug guy tell me uh, years ago that uh, when he travels, he goes into the hotel room, pulls all the sheets and all the bedding off, uh, all, the, all the pillowcases, all the bedding, and that way you're able to look and see if there's bed bugs on the mattresses uh, in, the, in the room. And then he calls down and has them bring the new bedding to the room, new washed, clean bedding to the room, all of it, everything, replace everything. And that's how he, it's one of the ways he uh, keeps from uh, spreading bed bugs everywhere. Amazing. Just amazing. We'll just keep piling along on the fat pile. Um, this story is fascinating because I find it hard to believe. The FDA is taking action against Walgreens for violating tobacco sale laws by selling to minors. Now, I would just like to say that I guess it's possible. And maybe this is why they started their new plan that they did. But prior to my, you know, my heart event, uh, I used to purchase cigarettes from time to time at Walgreens. And they started not long ago. Uh, where you went in and had to buy cigarettes, and when you bought them, they had to scan your driver's license to buy them to make sure that you were an adult. Um, 
How do you scan people's driver's licenses and then end up uh, selling them to minors? Uh, They claim that Walgreens is currently the top violator among pharmacies that sell tobacco products. Uh, 22% of its inspected stores having illegally sold tobacco products to minors. Wow. That is huge. Now, maybe this is a push uh, for these stores not to sell tobacco uh, anymore, tobacco products. I mean, it's a it's a profit maker for the companies. I know that CVS, who I am not a fan of, uh, stopped selling them. Uh, they also, the agency, uh, the FDA also filed complaints seeking to bar Walgreens store in Miami, a Circle K in Charleston, and uh, a, another store uh, from selling tobacco for 30 days. Wow. That's, I think, there you go. That's your, out, that's, your, that's your end game, right? Get them to stop selling cigarettes. And I would say, let, just make it illegal then. Stop trying to make this big, big roundabout way of telling people that smoking is bad and everybody thinks they're going to be the one that's not going to be affected by the cigarettes and just say, you know what? It's illegal. You can't buy them legally. And that's the case, period. Otherwise, what are you doing? So apparently, uh, thanks to the polar vortex, and it happens every winter uh, when it gets really cold and you get the wind chill factors going and everything's going crazy, people like to uh, uh, experiment with things. And they like to experiment. We saw the uh, we saw the girl throw the pair of the wet pants in the air, and it went up in the air, and then flips around and lands sticks into the snow, frozen as the pair of pants. Uh, that, that that video went viral. Well, people like to uh, throw boiling water into the air and watch it freeze in the super cold weather. But uh, they're trying to tell you now um, the boiling water challenge that's gone viral. Uh, don't do it because uh, eight people who took part of the challenge so far have been treated at a burn center. <laughs> I mean, okay, here's, here's what you need to do uh, when you do that. And I don't recommend it. How about you not throw it just up above your head? How about you just throw it out a little ways? That's the part that you're videotaping, right? But people had feet, arms, hands, face uh, with varying degrees of burns. Uh, Yeah, let's just, how about not throw it up in the air on top of us? That's just, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, yeah, dumb. Wow, Uh, Woody Allen has uh, filed a $68 million lawsuit with the Southern District of New York over a four-picture deal with Amazon. Wow. Uh, The film, uh, A Rainy Day in New York, that's been set in limbo uh, after release, uh, stars Selena Gomez, uh, Ellie Fanning, Jude Law, and has been shelved because of the 92 sexual assault allegations on Woody Allen. Um, the stars have since expressed regret in participating in the picture. Have they, have they, and others have agreed to donate those, their salaries to charity. Isn't that nice? 
Now, Amazon tried to excuse its action by referencing the 25-year-old baseless allegation against Mr. Allen. I love this story, this baseless allegation against Mr. Allen. But the allegation was already well known to Amazon, and they entered into the deal with Woody, and Woody wants his money. I really don't blame him for this. Uh, Amazon has already resulted in two films, Wonder Wheel and Cafe Society. I'm not a big Woody Allen fan, uh, but uh, it's... We're all pretty sure that he's not really this great guy uh, anymore. Uh, we're pretty sure of that. I mean, look, he married his adopted daughter, right? Or uh, at least they brought in a, a child from that wasn't theirs, Mia Farrow and Woody, and then he married her. I don't remember, and I'm, I don't really want to look it up. I'm lazy. It's Fat Pile Friday. Uh, if they actually adopted her or not, but it was a child that they brought into their home. So, so weird that they would, that they would do that. So he's not really a good guy, but he made the deal with Amazon and now Amazon's trying to get out of it. Uh, you know, maybe Jeff is uh, concerned that he's going to end up having to pay the wife, uh, you know, 70 million. This is the 70, this is part of this billion. I mean, he's going to have to pay the wife 70 billion, but, uh, this 70 million is just a, you know, a little piece of that just to tide him over a little bit. <laughs> Remember I told you. He's uh, Jeff is all wound up with uh, with uh, Roger Stone and the National Enquirer, and he's got his investigators out there. We've gone through this uh, at length here on Chewing the Fat, and uh, just don't be surprised if you have anything to do with Amazon when you get the knock at the door. Hello, I'd like to talk to you. Who are you? I work. I work for Jeff. I'm here to talk to you about your dealings. That's coming if you have anything to do with Amazon. All right, as long as we're into the uh, the fat pile, uh, this story has been uh, sitting in the pile for a couple of days now. Uh, 230 new emojis are on the way. Yay! Yay! I can't wait. You're, you're going to be able to uh, you're going to be able to step up your emoji game. Uh, they've made the new emoji list, uh, 230 new symbols, including a, a yawning face, a, a white heart, a, a pinching hand single. And then they're also going to have uh, uh, handicapped, the inclusive, all-inclusive uh, emojis. So you're going to have uh, uh, wheelchairs, hearing aids. I just, it's just so good. It's just such a wonderful thing that we have these emojis. And really, I mean, honestly, who cares? Uh, should we have all these emojis? Absolutely. Why not? It certainly doesn't hurt anything. Uh, for free? I don't know about that. Maybe if you want to use these extra emojis, you buy them, right? It's your app. But also what's good is that not only are we going to get these emojis, but included in that is uh, new period emojis uh, to destigmatize menstruation and we know how that's just oh my gosh so stigmatized uh it's horrible uh children's rights charity plan international uk launched the campaign for a period emoji after conducting a 2017 survey and discovered just how much shame and stigma still impact girls and women's experiences of having their period that is such bullcrap I cannot believe it. If you are are raising females in this world, 
as an adult parent and you don't do anything but stigmatize what's happening with their bodies, you should not have children. You should not have had children. That is ridiculous. Honeybees can learn to add and subtract, according to research now. Uh, while they have, you know, tiny brains, they are still surprisingly clever. Researchers behind the study have previously found that honeybees can apparently understand the concept of a zero and learn correctly to indicate which of the two groups of objects is the smaller. But now, now they say insects can learn to carry out exact numerical calculations such as adding and subtracting a given number. Their brain can manage a long-term rule and applying that to a mathematical problem to come up with the correct answer. Uh, Dr. Adrian Dyer, co-author of the research for uh, RMIT University in Australia, who doesn't read all the research coming from RMIT University in Australia, uh, there's a different type of number processing to spontaneous quantity judgments. Wait, so it's different, but it's the same. If the team are right, the insects are in good company. While it was once thought that only humans could manage such calculations, the authors note recent research has revealed a veritable menagerie of creatures can keep track of numbers or even add and subtract. There was evidence that other primates could do it, and then an African gray parrot, and then also spiders could do it. And we just found out earlier this week that spiders keep their memories uh, in their web. So if you get rid of the web... Have a nice day to the spider's memories. But just remember that uh, they it's a different type of number processing than what we do, but it's the same. So that's the study from the RMIT University in Australia. It's different, but it's the same. I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh, the El Paso Zoo, offering a chance for you. To name a cockroach after your ex. <laughs> this is actually a genius idea uh, for Valentine's Day. You get to watch the, a live feed on the zoo's Facebook page or, uh, or uh, on their Facebook page or site to see the gross little jerk get devoured by a meerkat. <laughs> the meerkat focused event is called quit bugging me and the names of the axes will be displayed around the meerkat exhibit and on social media beginning february 11th the zoo is billing it as the perfect valentine's day gift i love this bit we uh, we may end up having to talk to somebody at the el paso zoo i wonder if our friends if this is the this is the the same people that we talked to for the uh, uh, for the birth of the orangutan, right? Yeah, we got to call down there. We got to talk to these people for Valentine's Day. We got to get them a chance to you know make a little money and uh, you know raise some money for them. That's fantastic. Name a cockroach after your ex, and then watch the meerkat eat it. Quit bugging me at the El Paso Zoo's Facebook page. I got to give them a link. We got to talk to them about. 
onward to more animal stories. This is out of uh, Kuala Lumpur. Uh, as they seem to be eating up more and more forest. Those bastards. Uh, the relationship between its human residents and the monkey population has become ever more complicated. In uh, an area uh, called Ampang, which is you know like a 15-minute drive from the city center, it's in you know the greater Kuala Lumpur uh, metroplex, uh, these uh, Mackay monkeys uh, break into uh, houses, and the locals are using firecrackers to scare them off. Now, they try to feed them sometime, but that's, that's a mistake. You know, man, you feed one of them. Uh, you got uh, a dozen later. Now, at a suburban campus of the uh, of one of the universities there, uh, the monkeys raid bins. Uh, they chase lecturers into the bathrooms. <laughs> I guess students have some shrimp spicy chili mix that they feed the monkeys that keep them away because the monkeys don't like it. They eat it, and then they go away. And then uh, now the staff are trying to build anti-monkey bins with heavy lids. Yeah, good luck. Because these monkeys got nothing but time to figure out how to get in them. And remember, that's what they did in Toronto with the raccoons. They tried to build the raccoon-proof bins for their trash. Uh, guess what? The animals figured out a way. Maybe, and PETA, I'm sorry for this, but maybe we find a way to get rid of the monkeys. I think you know what I'm saying. Uh, in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska... A man got into a fight with his brother, hit him with a lamp, started arguing, calling police, tearing up the apartment. Officers knocked on the door. The bloodied brother opened it slightly. But then the other brother came upset and slammed it and began barricading the door. The police forced their way in and arrested the one brother. He was taken to jail on suspicion of second-degree assault and resisting arrest. The brother told police the other brother was so angry during the the moving process because he was going to get to keep the cat. The other brother was having none of that. You're not taking my cat and I'm going to bash you over the head with lights and we're going to fight and nothing else is going to happen because this cat is mine. (laughs) Can we just agree? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we talk it out. Maybe the cat is okay. Just to, <laughs> we're not going to beat each other up, and I'm not going to bash you over the head with a lamp. I guarantee you that the brothers were fighting about something more than the cat. Guaranteed. I mean, I want to say good to this. Uh, United, Delta, and American Airlines are engaged in an airline's arms race to grab the most affluent customers. But you know what? That's really not true. And we found that out during the shutdown, and I'll tell you why. But this story talks about now the uh, how they've been uh, uh, the profits have been losing, going down for these uh, airlines. They're now plowing money into new planes with fancier seats and more legroom. Huh. They need more legroom and bigger seats. Amazing. Uh, airport lounges and other perks, uh, which are aimed at getting the well-heeled travelers. Well, United raised the stakes on Wednesday when it announced it will retrofit more than 100 planes as part of a move to add 1,600 premium seats 
to 250 jets. Okay, look, here's the deal. I say good to that. Anytime we have, we're more comfortable flying is a bonus and a plus. But when you find out how much it's going to cost, you're going to balk at it. And the reason those prices will go down if we can stop the government from spending all this money on subsidizing the airlines and buying plane tickets for people flying all over the country for the government and business. As we found out during the shutdown, the airlines were crying poor because the government flights weren't flying. That's where they were losing money. And where, where do you expect someone working in the government to fly back in coach back behind the curtains? <laughs> uh, no, they're going to be on this side of the curtain. They're going to be looking back going, can you close that, please? I don't want to see back there with those unwashed masses. And don't let those people come up here to use this bathroom. Can I have my hot towel, please? Good news for Sears. Bankruptcy judge gives them another chance. Uh, He okays $5.2 billion plan. Yay, Sears can stay open. The judge said uh, on Thursday that uh, $5.2 billion planned by Sears chairman and biggest shareholder to keep the uh, business going. Yep, no problem. Uh, 425 stores, 45,000 jobs will be preserved. I mean, that's... Good news for those people, uh, more importantly, the 45,000 jobs. That's huge, right? They were all thinking that it was going to go down. Uh, the bankruptcy judge said that the uh, uh, sale process was unfair and flawed, that it shut out any others that would have been interested in buying the business, and that Sears had more value to its creditors if it died than if it lived. He rejected all of that. That was an argument to shut it down. But the ghost of Toys R Us loomed large in the Sears bankruptcy case. The toy retailer was forced into liquidation last year, just months after it tried to reorganize under bankruptcy court, wiping out 30,000 jobs. But, you know, they kept that. Uh, it's funny that, uh, you know, they went into bankruptcy and closed it down, but they didn't give up their, uh, their iconic name status and their URLs for the website. So that'll be coming back. And Toys R Us started a deal with Kroger and a couple other uh, chains uh, grocery chains that they're going to start having uh, their stuff sold in those stores. So you're going to have Toys R Us aisles in the Kroger stores, and that that will be coming soon as we get closer to the holidays. You can count on that. Some of the stores may even already have it. I don't know that. Uh, I know that the Kroger last Kroger I went in did not have it at this time, but don't be surprised to see that soon. And I'm okay with that. Hey, if the prices are good, if I can go into Kroger and get my steak and a block of cheese and a toy for the kid. I mean, that's a good shopping day. Speaking of kids and weddings, Kentucky, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, it's just a way for them to try to find people and make money. Um, you know, everybody wants to release balloons at weddings or memorial services. Well, if you're in Kentucky, it could be a thing of the past. Uh, we do not, uh, we don't want that happening. 
The proposed legislation would restrict the number of balloons released in one day to 25. Wait. How are we going to know that? And it's going to ban disposable grocery bags. Yay! And prohibit restaurants from offering straws to patrons in an effort to reduce plastic waste. Oh my gosh. Now I don't like it. I thought it was just balloons. But it's not balloons. They don't even care about the balloons. They're just an added thing. You know what? Let's let's get rid of the grocery bags, the plastic grocery bags, and let's make sure that restaurants aren't offering straws to patrons. Uh, you know what? And hey, let's ban some balloons too. You know those people that make money by showing up and, and just letting uh, 100 balloons off? Uh, no, 25 at the most. That's it, 25 at the most. Now, violators, wait, there's going to be a fine? Of course there's going to be a fine. Violators shall be subject to a civil penalty of $100 a day for the first and all subsequent offenses. So no person shall knowingly release or launch into the atmosphere more than 25 plastic balloons filled with gas that is lighter than air during a 24-hour period. Wow. Now, uh, the good news, at least for you balloon enthusiasts, uh, hot air balloons and balloons released indoors, they're going to be exempt. Oh, you mean because there's a roof. And I'd like to know um, what constitutes uh knowing because if i went oh no i didn't mean to do that i'm sorry oh does that count now get this now there's these so-called balloon laws uh are happening in california connecticut florida tennessee and virginia all have a uh, state bans on uh amazing amazing now one of the things that um that I enjoy about this, uh, these, uh, uh, let's say these laws, uh, these, uh, these, these businesses that, uh, want to spend money on, uh, uh, cheating their way through life by giving people straws and plastic bags, how much I hate them. And of course it's all for the, the good of, of the oceans and the dolphins and the sea turtles and the seabirds and the migratory waterfowl. <sighs> They just, they can't have the plastic. They just can't do it. Well, I don't know if you know this, but there's a, there's a nonprofit out there fighting for this. And it's called balloonsblow.org. You don't want to mess with the balloonsblow.org people, man. You start messing with the balloonsblow.org people, you are in trouble. Now, you'd say to yourself, but there's... There's balloonsblow.org. Isn't somebody fighting them? Well, yes, there is. There's an actual balloon council. I, I I didn't realize there was a balloon council either, but oh my gosh, there is. Uh, it's a trade organization made up of concerned balloon manufacturers, distributors, and retailers. Uh, according to balloonsblow.org the balloon council is responsible for stopping a ban on sky lanterns in new hampshire how dare they how dare people that like to put sky lanterns in the sky be able to have their fun and that i mean when you put the balloonsblow.org people up against the balloon council people you've got yourself a battle
Did you know that there are 6,909 languages actively being spoken in the world today? Now, only about 6% of them have more than a million speakers each. But I wonder what the most popular languages are. Can you guess with me? <laughs> okay. Coming in at number 10. Uh, Landa? L-A-H-N-D-A? Six countries? 119 million? I don't know how to pronounce that. And I would have the computer announce it for you, but the computer is down at this time. So it's L-A-H. NDA, six countries, 119 million people. Number nine, Japanese, two countries, 128 million people speak it. Number eight, Russian, 19 countries, 154 million. Number seven, Portuguese, 13 countries, 219 million people. Number six, Bengali, four countries, 242 million people. Number five, Hindi. Five countries, 260 million people. Number four, Arabic, 57 countries, 19 dialects, C, 295 million. So I don't know that we can make that number four, but they do. Uh, Coming in at number three, English, 106 countries, 437 million people. That's why they hate us so much, because we're... We have 372 million people speaking English, but we're in 106 countries uh, around the world because that's the that's the language that they speak for business. Uh, number two, uh, Spanish, 31 countries, 437 million people, and Chinese Mandarin coming in at coming in at number one. Now, Chinese Mandarin is another one that has 13 dialects. Remember, Arabic had 19 dialects. Uh, 37 countries though, of the Chinese Mandarin and wow, uh, a billion, two speakers, billion, two million, 84 million. I don't know, who knows, who knows how many Chinese people are speaking. Mandarin. <laughs> I mean, if you want to have your children, uh, be able to survive in the world, I mean, learning different languages is the way to go. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Chinese Mandarin, Spanish, maybe even Arabic for sure. Maybe the top five, right? Hindi, Arabic, English, Spanish, Chinese Mandarin. The rest, they can come along for the ride, but eh, who needs it? As often as we can here on Chewing the Fat, we like to bring you people who are living their American dream. Uh, Everyone, you know, we talk about coming to America. We talk about people trying to come to America. We talk about people being raised and grown up here in America that uh, are living the American dream and want to live the American dream. And you hear all the time the American dream is dead. Well, is it? I think that everyone has their own dream. And that's what makes, that's what America, and that what is the American dream, is that everyone has their own separate dream. Now, the man I'm going to talk to in just a moment, Lorenzo Escobar, is one of those people. He is living 
an American dream, his American dream. But he's also one of these guys that I'm going to be just so depressed after I get done talking to him because he's going to make me feel like I've done zip with my life. And have you? Lorenzo Escobar. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. How are you, sir? Good, good. Thank you for having me here. See, you can't even be bummed. You can't even tell me you're doing crappy for the day, can you? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, a, I'm actually in a very good mood. A lot of amazing things have happened this month, so it's just about see what I mean. Uh, keep on going, you know. <laughs> see what I mean? That's fantastic. Now, Lorenzo, listen. I know you're living you're the American dream. You've, you're the founder of Inception Automotive Detailing, and for people that don't know what that is, tell them what that is. Uh, so, Inception Auto Detailing is a professional auto detailing company uh, where we actually service uh, a lot of luxury cars where we pretty much make them look like new. And what we do is uh, we're actually more, we do, we do a lot more in the specialty work where right. depending on what some clients would want, uh, certain work on their cars, whether they want a special product in, uh, installed in the car, sometimes we charge up to $15,000 on the car to actually do right. some work on it. I mean, and, and, and right now your company is, uh, you know, a multi-million billion company? Uh, definitely in a million somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we are, we do have, uh, and I'm proud to say that, you know, we actually work with some of the well-known companies uh, uh, here, like some to name a few, like Google and uh, Tesla as well. I mean, that that's great. And and, uh, and if I wanted to, you know, maybe you have like a drive-in I could pull in and get my tahoe we do have both both where it is a (laughs) drive-in where we do have a fixed location but also uh we actually also go on site to the uh clients of uh, location that's fantastic now you started this uh for what i mean did you did you think to yourself hey i can start a detailing business and earn a living or did you have the did you think it would ever get to where it is now uh no actually uh how i got here was actually by accident well um this was pretty much the last thing that I expected. Um, it was during a first year, uh, first year of university, right? Where, uh, this was back in, uh, 2010, 2011 during my first year where I was trying to look for a job, but, uh, obviously with the recession happening, uh, at the time, not many places were hiring or I, I just didn't have enough, uh, qualifications myself compared to other candidates. Right. So, right, but okay. you know, like everybody else, I was a typical kid where I had my own bills to pay because college is uh, very expensive. So, um, so after, you know, 20 plus rejections, that's when I had enough of it and decided to uh, start my own business. It's more out of ne- uh, necessity, right? Because like I had to make income somehow. Yeah. yeah. You had to put some food on the table. No question. So did you finish college or did you say, I don't need it? Uh, I finished it just because it was actually at the pressure of my parents, <laughs> how we were, uh, in my culture as a Filipino, how we were we were raised, were to do well in school, get a good job, work the way up. But even though I did finish school, but I decided to go in the business route, which was uh, unheard of in my family. <laughs> I'm sure they're okay with it now. Oh, they are. They are. So as I'm looking through uh, some of the things that you've accomplished, and the, I mean, look, the, 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 your uh, your Amer- that American is the American dream. Right. I mean, someone that uh, started out and whether you realized it or not, at some point you realized, hey, uh, this is something that I can make 
very and be very successful at and i can live my own american dream and that's great i mean that's what we're supposed to have which mm-hmm. i think we're starting to actually lose a little bit of that these days uh, we're starting to uh make uh the people that are making uh a lot of money and creating a lot of jobs and creating wealth uh look like pariahs instead of good people and, yeah. I, and that's not really a good thing <laughs> I think that kills some entrepreneurship feelings that people should have. But as I was looking through this, it talks about uh, you uh, speaking uh, at a seminar called the Intuitionology Project. What the heck is that? I really want to know. Uh, the Intuitionology Project was actually with uh, uh, this coach named uh, Sunil, where he actually approaches uh, plenty of uh, entrepreneurs around the world where he showcases them um, on, a, on a show where he, he asked about, you know, the use of intuition, the use of intuition, whether if it's like, you know, for life and business. And I was giving my own, uh, sharing, you know, sharing my own experience about intuition, uh, where, how it m- may become the business now. So it's important. Is it, is it they're they're basing, uh, the intuitionology project is based on, uh, go with your gut really. I mean, no, if you yeah, have a feeling, go with, go with, with your feelings. Um, pretty much like, you know, when it comes to making a lot of business decisions where, uh, like, you know, for example, for a lot of people who want to live the American dream and you hear a lot of stories where the struggles, you know, as, as an entrepreneur that goes through, you know, we go through a lot of struggle. I've gone through a lot of struggle in the beginning where I just didn't know whether if I was going to make it, I really didn't. Um, there was a lot of times when I just wanted to call it quits where there was, I would say at least five, 10 times where I just really wanted to give up because I just didn't know. Uh, you know, was going to succeed, right? And then, you know, a lot of us um, in the beginning can get so cash strapped at where you're just so stressed where uh, you just don't know when you're able to, you know, uh, go through, pay, pay the next payroll or pay the next credit card bill. Uh, right. So there's a lot of times where we all have these worries where uh, we just didn't think we were going to make it. But, you know, deep inside, you know, when, when you're saying that, you know, just hold on to it, just keep holding on because uh, you know that, you know, everything's going to be fine after. It's the right thing. Yeah, I mean, you have to listen to yourself. There's no question about that. So what uh, what is uh, in store for you now today? I mean, you still have the uh, the Inception Automotive Detailing uh, Company. Uh, you're still creating con- contractual arrangements through that and have, uh, you know, a, a employees uh, working for you there. Uh, what else is going on in your life? Uh, what else is that? Uh, well, there's actually one project where... I can't disclose everything as much, but uh, it's actually in. Uh, the it's movie just you business. and me. Don't worry about it. It's just you. And me. <laughs> it's in the movie. It's in the movie business uh, somewhere in Hollywood, where we are talking with some known um, authors and writers, and about securing uh, movie rights, and we're opening dialogue regarding this. Uh, but I just can't say any names yet, but it's actually going to be a big one. <laughs> so good. Um, That's great. Uh, we're also looking to expand into the United Kingdom as well for for business um, and then also acquiring uh, more dealer clients. So it's been uh, busy behind the scenes. It's been a busy month. Yeah, you were uh, you're saying that uh, this past month was uh, you know a really good month. So, I mean, this is just part of it, right? And what, exactly. uh, what other than, you know, going with your gut and believing in something, you know, really, I mean, if you find something that you believe in, whether you make, uh, you know, uh, it, it sounds... It sounds wrong because everyone thinks that the only way that uh, they have success is making millions or billions of dollars. But really, um, people, if you're doing what you love, uh, I mean, really, that's the American dream. Oh, definitely. And then uh, especially the fact that 
uh, you're doing things that you actually enjoy, you love, you have the passion, but also contributes to uh, the society as well, where um, well, with, when I actually talk on stages, and I've done a TED Talk about this, where uh, you know, uh, choose something that you're passionate about and then actually create a solution that benefits society as a whole. And that's like the best feeling that you can ever get because of the fact that not only you enjoy uh, doing it, but also helping others as well. So us entrepreneurs, it's all about finding problems in the world uh, and then you tap into an industry that you enjoy and create a solution to fix it and actually benefit uh, a lot of people. And I think that's just the, the best feeling. And eventually... Um, uh, the money will follow after. So you, when I tell uh, people as to, instead of focusing uh, too much on the money, uh, uh, provide a good value where somebody benefits and then the money will follow on its own. And that's something that, you know, you don't have to worry about. It. And eventually right. you realize taking money is the easiest thing that you've ever done. <laughs> that's great. So for more information, you uh, can go to uh, LorenzoEscobal.com. Is that where you're driving everybody? Uh, yes, that's correct. And uh, where where can we – are you speaking anywhere soon that I can, you know, zip into and see, or do I just have to go to your website and listen to no, past just performances? No, I website as well, too. And then I do have uh, a publicist as well where they know all about my schedule. So if there's anybody else who's interested for uh, any speaking or any questions, uh, they can actually contact them. So we do have our own IMDB page as well, and their contact information is there. That's great. Uh, Lorenzo, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, once you uh, finish up in Hollywood, you know, you need some help in Hollywood, call me. I'm here for you, babe. Oh, definitely. All right. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks, Lorenzo. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. See you. Thanks for having me here. Take care. I want to thank you again for uh, listening to uh, Chewing the Fat. Uh, with uh, Jeff Fisher, I appreciate it. Uh, your subscriptions and uh, rates and reviews and sharing are well needed, well thanked, right? Well needed, well thanked, uh, well deserved. That's well, definitely well deserved. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, anyway, thank you. <laughs> uh, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, uh, at, uh, uh, on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, but for sure, if you have any questions about chewing the fat or want to participate in something, you can email me at uh, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Uh, but uh, just subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And uh, when uh, we drop the podcast every day uh, at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, boop, you'll get the alert. And you go, oh, my gosh, it's time for Chewing the Fat. And uh, your subscription is needed. Please help a brother out. Right? I mean. That's fine. And then you can rate and review it. You just rate it 20 stars and review it. Best podcast ever. And then share it with, and the sharing is easy because you just share. And then the first name that pops up in your email address, that's who you share it with. And you just say, Hey, thinking of you. And, uh, either way, whether you like them or not, you just thinking of you and pass them along to tell them to subscribe to the podcast. Have a great weekend. I'll see you back here on Monday with talking, walking dead. Cause we got the new, uh, new Walking Dead on Sunday night. Uh, for those of you that are looking forward to that, as I am, uh, we'll have the. You'll be ready for the podcast to drop uh, sometime uh, Monday, late morning, early afternoon, and then of course you always get chewing the fat as well. If you don't like Walking Dead, don't listen to the podcast. I mean, we we talked about that yesterday. So, I mean, it's okay. Don't worry about it. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. You still have to, you know, of course download it and then delete it (laughs) have a good weekend 
Take care of yourself. Make sure you hug your kids extra this weekend, okay? Give them some love. And uh, remember also, uh, Blaze Television Network and uh, Blaze TV Network is uh, giving you a special uh, Doc Thompson uh, review all weekend long. Enjoy it.